All right, we're back with another episode of Eat Sleep Bedlam. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Eat Sleep Bedlam. Follow us on YouTube at Eat Sleep Bedlam Pod. Uh, we're on uh, Google, Spotify, Apple, whatever podcast out there. Wherever you list your podcast, we're on. We're on it. Google for now. Google won't yeah. be around much Google's longer. about to go away. So, <laughs> uh, but every other podcast platform that you listen to, we're on it. So check that out. Um, so big basketball week. OSU got their first win in the Big Twelve. They we we said they really needed to beat West yeah. Virginia at home, and, and they did. They took care of business. Yeah, they took care of business. There were times where it looked like they weren't going to um because they gave they had the big lead and gave it up again but west virginia got cold down that stretch i think it was last like two and a half minutes they didn't score and i think it was last like four they only scored on free throws or something it was crazy they went ice cold during that game and that's what had to happen um you know brandon garrison huge day 20 points five boards four assists four steals and a block yep uh, man's been put yeah. through a gauntlet this year as a true freshman with all these bigs in the Big 12, but he stepped up a couple times. I mean, yeah. if he sticks around, you know, there's so many questions about what's going to happen with this team going forward, but he's definitely a guy that you can build on. Yeah, from yeah, especially if they did end up moving on from Boynton, you don't know. With nowadays with the transfer portal, you just don't know anymore. No, you don't. And, yeah, he's one of the real bright spots. Um uh, this team is so weird still. I still don't know what to make of them. This was the only game that I'm like, yes, they can win this one. Yeah. Uh, looking through the schedule going forward, I mean, maybe BYU at home. You can, you know, because they're going to be in Stillwater. Maybe you catch them yeah. on that one. And then, you know, OU at home. That one yeah. I think could win just because it's the final Bedlam basketball game. Yeah. But yeah, they probably know, have a pretty good crowd for that one, honestly. Yeah, that'll probably be the one time the crowd shows up. This yeah. was. That this was the one they could win, they did win, and there were times where it didn't look like it was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think y'all were were y'all down at half, or was it just after half that um, y'all down, down by half? one at halftime? Yeah, and then I think at one point you were down four early in the second half, and I was like, oh, maybe West Virginia's pulling away, but no, yeah, I mean it was a really solid win for you guys. Like, like we said in the last podcast. Um, oh, I didn't mention this. We are down doing podcasts once a week. It's every Wednesday. Um, we're doing that just because there's not a whole lot going on. Um, uh, obviously, baseball and softball is about to start up, which will be better. But yeah. without football, um, and the way the schedules are set up, it doesn't really. It's not conducive to a to a Sunday Wednesday podcast because yeah. either way, you're previewing everything. Exactly. So that's why we didn't have one this Sunday, and that's why we have this one on one uh, Wednesday instead. But y'all also played TCU last week on Tuesday, and y'all played pretty good in that game. I mean, it's only a five point loss. Um, I know it's at home, but I mean TCU's a good basketball team, and and y'all were winning at halftime. Y'all just couldn't stop them in the second half. They scored forty-one in the second half uh, to y'all's thirty-two to lose by five points. But I mean, y'all were right in that game as well. And um, let me that look. one that one was real bad. We went cold for very long stretches of time to end the first half and to end the game. If even one of those doesn't happen, you know, that's probably another win. Well, and, but, and Garrison was in foul trouble, like, the whole game. He ended up with four fouls, only 12 minutes, had two points because mm-hmm. of that. But Small and Wright played really pretty well. Thompson is really struggling lately. Even the, even the West play. Virginia game, he didn't play that great. No, he didn't. He's, a, he's in a rough stretch. He's been really inconsistent, which I think we've said on here before. Like, obviously, he's never going to reach – at this point, it's yeah. clear he's not going to reach that – status that you hoped he would when he was that five-star yeah. recruit but you expect some consistency out of a guy who this is his fourth year isn't it in 
I think it's his fourth year in Stillwater, and he's had one year in Lawrence. I oh, think his fourth year overall because he's still. I think okay, he maybe it's fourth year, year overall. I yeah. think he's one of those guys that has yeah, fourth career. year overall, third year yeah, in Stillwater. I mean, you expect some level of consistency because I mean the West Virginia yeah. game, he played thirty six minutes and was two of nine. Yeah, well, and he was three of ten versus TCU. So yeah. he's. I guess that's consistent. <laughs> it was about the same. I guess I mean, at this same. point. You don't want to – I mean, I'm sure he's kind of like the veteran leader and everything yeah. at this point, but can you bench him? Like, Well, that's the thing because I was about to say, I really like the way Daly's been playing. Um, and, you yeah, know, and he uh, he started earlier in the year and got moved to the bench. Um, and so I thought, well, maybe do you bring him in? But then again, Thompson probably has the highest – ceiling right now of the like on the court this year like garrison has the highest ceiling overall but for this team this year thompson like when he's on he's the best player on the team but he's just not on all the time and so it's it's such a tough and daily played really good versus tcu i mean he had 13.6 attempts thompson really one for one swap because daily's a little bit more of like power old school more inside power forward whereas thompson brings you more outside yeah stuff but i mean that, yeah, there's people – I think you have to give him looks. Like, maybe start cutting his minutes at least because he played the most minutes on the team against West Virginia. And yeah, and he played second most against TCU, 34 minutes only. he's a really good on-ball defender, but yeah. none of it's really showing up in the stat sheet. Like, he has no steals or blocks. I don't know yeah. what to do with the guy. Yeah, Small oh. was the only one who out had more minutes against TCU, and he had one more minute, so. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, and – yeah, I don't know what to do with Bryce Thompson at this point. It's just yeah, play him every day and hope you get the he catches fire at the right time. I don't know. Yeah, because that was a huge get for OSU when he transferred from Kansas. Yeah, because it was we were losing Cade Cunningham. We're like, oh cool, we're getting Bryce Thompson. Maybe yeah. you know things won't fall off the face of the earth, and um, they did. Yeah, well, and the thing was, remember OSU thought they really had a good chance of getting him and Cade out of high school. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Bryce goes to Kansas instead. Other one, that would have been the team, a really good team. I mean, it was already a good tournament team, but well, they could have been really good on paper. But obviously, got, uh, yeah, NCAA sanctions that year if we had them both on the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, and obviously, Bryce didn't turn out to. But on paper, that would have been a really good recruiting class and a really good team. You would have thought, but and even if you get maybe this version, but slightly more consistent of Bryce Thompson. If he's next yeah. to someone like Kate Cunningham. Yeah. That's yeah. acceptable. Exactly. And I hate speculating because anytime someone doesn't achieve their, their level of, uh, you know, people think they, all the hype that they have, they're like, Oh, it's gotta be the coaching, not developing them. You just don't know. Can it be coaching? Absolutely. Coaches might not develop them, but also the kid just might not work hard. And I'm not saying he doesn't, I don't know anything about yeah. him. I'm just saying, in general, you can never just say, yeah, you can't just say it's just the coach's fault or it's just the player's fault. Who knows? Like you said, could it have been a poor evaluation? You think he's a five-star, but then he actually plays against these big competition. It's like, okay, maybe he was a lower like four-star or yeah, like low four star. And if you get a low four-star guy who has this career, you're pretty happy with yeah. that. I mean, you still yeah. would like a little bit more out of him and be like, ah, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much right. That's about what you expect. Yeah. And I feel like basketball is really hard to evaluate because like there's some that are just surefire five stars, superstars, Mm -hmm. but then there's got, I think they give too many five stars in basketball because football, you don't give like 30 and basketball is close to that too. And I don't think there's 35 stars. And I think basketball, like individual athleticism, it's 
it's easier to hide when you're the best player on a team in high school because you can look super athletic and then you get around other incredibly athletic people and you're an average athlete compared to them. Well, that's what half your game is based on. Then you're sunk. Yeah. Well, and also with all these, you know, obviously IMG has a basketball or football team too, but a lot of these schools like IMG, like Monte Verde, um, uh, what's the school up uh, Oak Cliff? Like they get all like the best players on their same team. So a lot of these other kids aren't playing the best competition either, and they're getting five stars. I'm looking at the this upcoming class. Twenty five kids are five stars, or twenty four kids are five stars on rivals. I don't think there's twenty four because yeah. first off, five star to me is like surefire first round pick. Yeah. Right after their freshman year, boom. Like there's those guys twenty four that way. Conceivably go straight to the NBA. Yes. In my opinion, that's what yes. a five star. Yes, and I think <laughs> that's way too many. There's a first round draft worth of people ready to come out of high school and go to the NBA. Yeah, I mean exactly. That's well. And a perfect example was I remember when Trey Young came out of high school. He was a five star, but the thought was he was going to have to spend two years in college. And I and I was like, okay, well then he's not a five star because a five star it's not you're spending two years at college. It's you're going pro like as yeah. soon as you're done. Now, obviously, he had a amazing... I can see it was more like the body portion of it. Like, the skills yeah. were there, but he was not ready to get bumped by yeah. a 220 pounds. Exactly. Now, obviously, he had the amazing year and was able to just go, but I just... There's a lot of kids... There's There's been kids that are five stars coming out, and I'm looking like, okay, where's he going to get drafted in the mock draft? And he's not on it, and you have to go, like, to a couple years later, yeah. then he's on it. And it's like... So you think he's going to spend three years in college, but you're giving him a five star? That doesn't and make then sense. You have like when Duke or whatever will get like four five stars, and one of them's backing up a junior who was a three star. It's like, well, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah, to me. yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, I think they give two. I honestly, basketball there should be maybe ten five stars. Honestly, yeah, ten, 10 to 15. fifteen. Yeah, I mean that's that's about it. But but overall, I thought it was a good week for OSU. I mean, you get the one win and you really compete hard in the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, you don't come away with the win, but I mean, you'll take that kind of week where you, you're at least competitive in both games. Yeah, it's kind of one of those weeks to build on if you can even if you can call it that at this yeah. point. I mean, it, when you're really doing that, you hope you see people, the younger guys, getting more of the minutes than yeah. Bryce Thompson. But I mean, when that's the biggest nitpick, it was a solid week. It's just yeah, too exactly. bad the beginning of its this season started so bad. So it's like, yeah. eh, who cares? You know what's about to happen this week, though, which everyone will know the results by the time this airs. You know what's about to happen on Tuesday. Oh, we're going to win in Lawrence. Win, win in Lawrence somehow. Yeah. That's just, like, that's this just, is the team that could win in Lawrence. Yeah, it's just that just seems like that's what happens. Somehow OSU plays well in Lawrence and wins. <laughs> yeah, we do it almost every year. I think Boynton has beat Lawrence. I mean, beat Kansas every year. He's been the head coach. Yeah, I think so, too. And I know his first year, he went two and one against them, and the third was like a one point loss. Like he yeah. almost swept them in three games his first year. Yeah, yeah, he I got know that. himself's number. I'm just gonna say, yeah, yeah. No, his teams play well up there, and y'all do have the size and athleticism to give t- Kansas problems. And we've talked about Kansas does not have the bench they ha- used to have. They're three and three in conference play right now. So, yeah. um, we'll see uh, if OSU can pull that one off, but. For OU, it was not a good week. They they lose both games. They lose to Texas. Then they followed up with a loss to Texas Tech, both at home. I said on the podcast, uh, I guess this would have been last uh, Wednesday, mm-hmm. I said that they got to go one and one, and they, they went 0 oh and 2. They, yeah, they went 0 oh and 2. And in the Texas Tech one, you're up nine with like six minutes left. That's a rough one. You got to pull that one out. And, and it wasn't the offense. You scored 84 points. You had, uh, I think, 50 in the second half. 
but you allowed 52 in the second half, which defensively they've been really good all year, and they just laid an egg That's in that second half. a lot of points for a half for either yes. team. Yes, and, yeah, no, it is. And they, they had that kid off the bench, McMillan, that could not miss, Chase McMillan. I think he mm-hmm. went six of eight from three. I mean, he was just – he was on fire. But one thing Mosher's got to figure out is the rivalry games because he's Owen – I think they said Owen five or Owen six versus Texas, and he's only got one win versus OSU since taking over at OU. Mm-hmm. So he's not playing – he's not coaching well in the rivalry games. Now, I will say, and it's not to make an excuse, but OU hasn't been good the last two years. That's not a – News flashed to anyone. They've sucked the last two years. And Texas has been really good. So, obviously, you're going to lose those games. Now, that doesn't make up for the loss this year. Because this year, you are pretty good. And Texas was kind of down going into that game. And, and you it's got at stomped. At, and you got, it was at home. And you got stomped at home where you scored, I think, four points the last ten minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. You just can't have that happen. Zach and I was were at that game. And it was so bad offensively. The thing I worried about is they looked tired at the end of that game. Mm-hmm. And we've seen OU's teams in Big 12 play under Mosier start to look tired about midway through, and then they just fall off as the season goes on uh, in the past. Well, they looked tired in that one and lost. And it was like, okay, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Tech, they also kind of looked tired coming out, mm-hmm. coming out. But they did pick it up as the game went on. But coming out early, they looked tired. So they're going to have to figure that out because they don't get the uh, – every team has that week where they only have one game. OU doesn't get that till later on in the season. So you're not going to have your long week for a while. I mean, that kind of help works out. I mean, especially if you're going to make the tournament. You're getting the yeah. breaks at the right time. But yeah. they're going to have to win a couple more of these to solidify that shot. Absolutely. And this is another one that we talked about road games, some games that you can win on the road. Kansas State's one of them. And that's, that's OU's game this week on Tuesday. That's a game you can win on the road. Now – if you lose, it's not this bad loss or anything because there's really not a bad road loss in, in Big 12. Uh, maybe you could argue OSU or West Virginia, but, I mean, it's so hard to win on the road yeah. that I there's mean, really not. OU losing in Stillwater is not a bad loss. Anyone yeah. else losing in Stillwater is a bad loss. Yeah, just because it's the rivalry and the last you know this, the, that's going to be, like, the only game that place is packed for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so – We'll see. Hopefully, by the time this podcast uh, runs, that OU has uh, beaten Kansas State because this isn't the same Kansas State that went to the what they go Final Four last year, Elite Eight. One of the they went to one of they, the two last they year. They messed so. up my bracket. That's all I know about that. They did. They had a great run, but it's not the same team as last okay. year. So you can you can win that one. And then Saturday, um, I think both schools are in action. Yeah, OSU actually gets Kansas State at home. Which they, I think, earlier in the year, didn't y'all play Kansas, Kansas State back to back? So you got the same thing again. And OU goes to UCF. That's another road game you can win. Now, Kansas lost at UCF. They're they're tough to beat at home too. But those are two games Texas, that wait was the Texas game at UCF? Um, no, it was at home. Just remember okay. he threw that fit at home. Yeah, I couldn't but, remember um, he threw the fit. I just remembered he threw one. Yes, it was it was at <laughs> home. Looking at that, they they just came off a loss at Cincinnati. Um, they get Baylor at home on Wednesday, so we'll see what happens there. Um, they lost to BYU at home, uh, but they beat Kansas at home. So we know that was tough, but th- this is another week that you can go 2-0. and And if you can go 2-0 on the road, that that's a big week coming off of an 0-2 week at home. Like, that can make up for that. So we'll see what ends up happening if they can pick themselves up off the mat and, and get back at it. I, I kind of think, you know, Caden Cooper – was a high four-star recruit for OU. He was, um, I think, like the 50th, in the 50s or maybe 60s best mm-hmm. player in the country. And he really doesn't play much at all this year. But I feel like 
And it might be one of those things that he just struggles defensively because we've seen Porter Mosier that if you struggle defensively, he won't play you no yeah. matter how good you are offensively. Um, and so it might be that, but I felt like when they, when they've struggled offensively, I don't know why he hasn't gotten a chance to play like just to see if he could be a spark, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because as a true freshman, if he would have got minutes, yeah, he might've struggled early, but about this time he would be coming into form, but he really hadn't played much. So now you got to hope he comes into form next year instead, pretty yeah. much because he's going to be called on, on the play lot. So we'll see if they do any lineup changes, but, um, but yeah, this is a this is a big week. They can go they can go two and zero this yeah. week. This is big for their tournament chances. If they yes. struggle again, that's that's kind of on life support. If they go zero and two, that they're in danger. Now, mm-hmm. if you can go one and one, you're you're all right. But if you go zero and two again, it, it's going to be tough for you, and that'd be four straight losses too. So it'd be real tough. So none of them particularly like good losses. I mean, obviously losing yeah. to Texas Tech is in no way like a. Bad yeah, thing. I mean they're they're, they're a ranked winning. team, but yeah, but I mean you were winning was, the way yeah. you lost was bad. yeah, you were winning by nine <laughs> late in the game. So yeah, and Texas Tech surprisingly is leading the Big Twelve. They have one loss in conference play right now. I don't understand Texas Tech basketball. Like I, I just showed up out of nowhere, made that title run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and ever since then they've been pretty good. So, yeah. um, all right, so we got um softball also starting. Let's see, this will air on the thirty first. Mm-hmm. So it'll be eight days. So it'll be the following Thursday. Um, is when State had the open scrimmage over the weekend. I don't remember yeah. or Sunday. They had the open scrimmage over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. So and OSU, I saw on the latest ranking, they were number eleven, so just outside the top yeah. ten. So, um, but they're right there. I uh, they released the preseason All Americans on uh, t- on today, Monday, when we're recording this, and OU had six uh, first team All Americans. It was at least. Hey, well, uh, yeah, yeah, right. Alyssa Brito, Jada Coleman, Tiara Jennings, Nicole May, Kelly Maxwell, and Kenzie Hansen were all um, voted on as All-Americans. So um, that was the six. And and like I've said many times, they have their tough test right off the bat. If they get through Duke and Washington, two of their first three games, both top ten teams, that win streak might get pushed out quite a bit. I mean, they, they might not lose until conference play, really, at that point, mm-hmm. because those are the, really the two tough ones. So – um, I'm interested to see OSU. You know, I think they're going to be really good again. Obviously, they've lost some key players, but I, I think they're going to still be really good again. Kenny Gajewski does a great job. Yeah, he's great. Uh, there's a couple people I'm really interested. Uh, Talon Edwards is one of them. She was supposed to be the, – she was the number one recruit in what would be her freshman year this year. She reclassified, came to Oklahoma State last year, and mm-hmm. for, forced her way onto the field. Um, so, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what she does now. I mean, obviously, losing Kelly Maxwell is huge. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm blanking on the other pitcher's name, not behind. Oh, the, yeah, she was she really board. good too. Yeah, she was very good as a freshman. Yeah. I mean, she was a little erratic at times. I mean, that's yeah. what happens when you're a freshman. freshman. Games. Yeah. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if she can pick it up and really uh, be that number two starter that they need now. Yeah, yeah. And then baseball for OU, they opening day is February 16th. Mm-hmm. So the following week after that, I think OSU starts around that day also. Yeah. So and there was some publication, I don't remember which one, because all the baseball ones have weird names. Uh yeah. their uh all American list and Oklahoma State had one outfielder, Nolan Schubert was named. I did see that. Yeah. Their all American. Um he's a sneaky big guy. I've seen him in person and did not realize he was six five, two hundred and thirty-five pounds. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can tell he's tall, but yeah, didn't realize he was that big. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Football news, OU uh, had their junior day. Uh, they got a commitment over the weekend. I don't think it's been announced yet who it is, um, and I haven't really seen who it is unless it was the transfer, but I don't think it was. I think it was a commitment from the junior day. But uh, Garrett, I think that's how you pronounce his name, Garrett Hatchett, the transfer from Washington, did commit officially on Monday uh, today. Um, he, he started four games on that award-winning offensive line. It's funny because <laughs> if you watch his, like, grade, he was – he started four games and then he was kind of reserved four games. Like he kind of just bounced back and forth, but he was a, he wasn't a bad player. Obviously if you win the best offensive line award at your, he at least adds depth. I mean, that's the thing. But if you look at his grades during those eight games, they're all pretty good. And then he gets hurt. And then you look at his grades and they're all really low. So probably the injury, Played who knows? Injury maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, there's a drastic drop off once the injury happens. Mm-hmm. Um, once he comes back from the injury, because the Texas game, uh, well, first off, Oregon, then Texas, yeah. and then and then in the championship versus Michigan, his grades weren't great, and his snap counts were really low yeah. compared to they being really high earlier in the year. So something with the injury, I I can't remember exactly what he hurt if it was his shoulder or not, but um, because his brother towards ACL, and I kind of got confused between the two of what what they hurt, but he hurt something yeah. too, and um. Uh, now, the brother, Landon Hatchett, he announced he's going back to Washington. I've seen some stuff that that's just for now, whatever that means. I mean, I, <laughs> it might be one of those things that just kind of putting two and two together. Maybe it's OU scholarship limit is there, and they know they're going to get some people in spring that want to leave, yeah. and then maybe he comes at that. Who knows? Uh, it might be just he wants to stay at Washington. I don't know, but we'll, we'll see what happens. But at least they got more depth on the offensive line, which is something they had to do in the portal. And they've added, I think this is their third portal lineman, maybe their fourth, third or fourth. So you, you've gotten some depth from the offensive line uh, in the portal, which you had to do. Yeah, that's big. I mean, that offensive line struggled at times. I mean, even yeah. if they're not great bodies, you get bodies in there. You find yeah. the one. And bodies <laughs> with a lot of experience playing yep. power five football. And that's what you need. Yeah, that's uh, huge, especially on the offensive line. I think that's really underrated. Yeah. Just getting guys who have been in a program training like, doing weight programs and being in practice at that level. Yeah. It's really hard for even the best freshman to step in and be good at the offensive line. Yeah, exactly. Especially because it's the mental aspect. Now, a lot of times physically they're not ready either, but mentally, even the ones that are physically ready, mentally they're usually not ready yet. They're ready from a technique standpoint. You're not ready for a grown man. You're not ready for Tondre Sweat to come at you. Exactly. How highly you're ranked. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, I just remember, oh, you did get four, which, you know, Tackett, um, or Tackett, Michael Tarquin, who came from Florida, then the USC, then here, he played a lot of football, started a lot of football. Uh, Fabet, I think it's Fabici, Nwewu, he came from North Texas, started two years. And then Spencer Brown came from Michigan State, started. And then this, and then Garen Not Hatchett. the one that's on the Bills. Yeah, not the one that's on the Bills. <laughs> Uh, Garen Hatchett uh, started a bunch of games the last couple of years at Washington. So you got a lot of experience and a lot of uh, um, more depth to your, to your offensive line. So that's um, pretty much the only update on football. Any, anything else you got? Uh, nothing on football, but you know, another big weekend for Oklahoma state wrestling uh, Two top 25 matchups. Northern Iowa was Friday. Uh, won 22 yeah. to 12 uh, pretty much dominated that one. The big one was, I'm going to get the weight class wrong, but Dustin Plot, he's ranked number two at his weight. Uh, Northern Iowa has the number one ranked person at that weight. And Plot was leading going into the third round. I don't know what they call him, round. You can go with round. Yeah. Um, and uh, 
he ended up losing that one, but he uh, gave him run for money. So, I mean, he looked good, still has a shot. I mean, an individual national title. And then they turned around and the next day uh, who they put got Iowa state was there who at the time was number four and only loss was to Iowa. And yeah. they won that one 21 to 12. Wow. Uh, John Smith said this would, this is going to be their biggest challenge of the year was going against Iowa state, which um, whoop, didn't mean to stop my video. That's why I get to <laughs> clicking back and forth between screens. Uh, <laughs> uh, which some to say, especially with Missouri and Iowa on your card mm-hmm. still, but yeah, they dominated Iowa state. So, I mean, they're undefeated on the year, you know, assuming they're going to jump. Iowa State in the rankings and be sitting at number four and another big weekend coming up with Arizona State on Friday. They're unranked right now. They were in the top 25 and now they're in the other getting vote section. So they may be ranked again by the time this matchup airs. Uh, but the big one Saturday or Sunday this time against Missouri, they are number two on the year behind Penn State. So, I mean, that's a big one. That's a big one. Yep. And yeah, this team looks really good. It's a lot of young guys outside of, I think there's only like two guys, I think, who exhaust their eligibility after yeah. this year. So, I mean, this is a very young team uh, that's doing really well and a lot better. I think a lot of people thought, I mean, you know, it's Oklahoma State wrestling. They're going to be competitive, but I don't think anyone saw 10-0 and 0 with this schedule at this point. Yeah, yeah, no, they're playing great. I didn't get to uh, see the score from the OU Women's Gym, but I saw they're still number one um, with the new poll this week. So I'm assuming they... They won if they competed this weekend, but that's, uh, I think that's all the sports we covered all of them. Um, obviously, yeah. like I said, softball starts next week. So that, that will give us a lot more to talk about. I'm um, in the upcoming podcast and then the following week baseball starts. So it gives us even more to talk about. So when is spring signing day, spring signing day, that's got, I think that's or, around the 16th. Is it not in February? Yeah. I mean, almost everyone's signed, but you never know. One or two weird things can always happen. Yeah. I know OU is pretty much done because they, like I said, I think they're, it's uh, February, February 7th, actually. So that's next Wednesday. Yeah. Um, But because they're over the scholarship limit, they can't really add anyone. Yeah, I think um, unless someone State. agrees to be a walk on NIL type deal. Yeah. I think Oklahoma State's pretty much done with those. They only, the one guy who's kind of watching, I want to say his name is Levante Johnson, the safety corner out of Houston area. He apparently committed to Rice over the weekend, but. Okay. I mean, I don't know how in they were on. He was that guy with like at his top 10 and it was listed as warm on 24 seven for everybody. Yeah. It's like, all right, dude, what yeah. are you doing? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I already had my uh, pet peeve happen because it's, you know, it's list season right now or my, oh, here's yeah. my top 10 and here's my, well, um, oh, oh you had a five-star receiver oh, coming to junior well, day. Top 50? Huh? Yeah, he did top his top 50. 12. He, so he, he came to OU this weekend and then he put out a deal like big announcement tomorrow and tagged like all the recruiting guys. And we're like, okay, maybe it's a top five or here's my official mm-hmm. dates or whatever. And it was a top 12. And I, and I get it. Like, I don't want to hate on because they're kids, high school kids. I get it. It's just like, you're not considering 12 schools. And there's some schools on there that I'm like, there's no chance you're going there. The ones that are the worst are where they start with like a top 20. And we yeah. got a big announcement tomorrow. And it's like, here's my top 15. It's like, what did those five schools do to be removed from? Yeah, exactly. I, I've seen one where a guy tweeted like their top 10 and then like a week later tweeted their top four. And I'm like, so in a week, six schools went away. 
you didn't visit anyone. You just, yeah. six schools just vanished. <laughs> yeah, where it like slowly ticks down. It's like, oh, here's my top 15. Here's my top 12. Here's my top 10. It's like, what yeah. are you doing, dude? Just, yeah. My thing, if you want to tweet, like, here's my final three. Cool. I'm fine with that. But like, top, five, top three, I get. Yeah, final three, final five, whatever your final list is, I'm cool with. But doing or this top you, 12 and top Or if you start, like, here's my top 10, and we don't hear anything from you until you give like a top three, it's like, okay, I get that. Yeah. These are the 10 I'm looking at. This is the three I landed on. Yeah. I, yeah. Or or now that they can take on a, 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 as many official visits they want, if they want to release a top 10 and they actually go to these schools, like, okay, cool. You know, that's that's seriously 10 you're considering. But they'll really release 12 and you know they're only recruit. considering two or three. If I was a recruit, first day it opened, I would tag everyone and be like, here's my top 121. Yeah. <laughs> I would do a top oh, however many teams there are, top 329 hits every school on the, on the including top. FCS, like <laughs> top 500. Just throw it out there. That's sweet, top 450. Dude, so if I was like what a do to make it mad. If I was a big five star recruit, I would be like taking official visits to like San Diego State or North Dakota State, like an FE, FCS school, then like some mar- lower uh, group of five schools. <laughs> Those are my official visits. Oh, yeah. Take an official visit to like Hawaii or something just to go yeah. hang out. Yeah. Yeah. And then you commit to Alabama or where, <laughs> wherever. <laughs> but, I would abuse the system. It's a good thing I wasn't good at football. Yeah. <laughs> and when we were in high school, there was what the five, was it five or three or five limit on official visits? I think it was three was the Yeah, limit. something like that. And there was a, a limit on, which I think they still have the limit for official visits for teams, but it's so much more now. That, yeah. Yeah. Now I think there's like a weird limit on how much like the schools can pay for you to actually travel on the visit yeah. or something, but they can but, give you everything like, once you're there. Transfers don't count to the official visit total now, which they used to. So, yeah, yeah there's that a lot nice. of things now. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, right that's going to do it. Forward. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to do it. Uh, like I said, not a whole lot going on this week. This will be the last week that we don't have a whole lot going on. And then next week, like I said, once softball starts, we'll, we'll really have a lot more to talk about. But, um, again, follow us on Twitter at Easley Bedlam. Follow us on YouTube at Easley Bedlam Pod. Uh, wherever you're listening to your podcast, we're on it. Uh, for now, I guess, until Google goes away. And, I think are moving to YouTube Music, whatever yeah, YouTube. that is. Yeah, so then we'll be on YouTube twice, I guess. We'll be on YouTube video, then music as well. So we'll be all over the place. So follow us on those channels as well. But until next time, we'll see you guys later. See ya.